Thank you for tuning in to the Voice of the Victim podcast. We discuss a lot of sad and potentially triggering things on this show. We try to be as sensitive and cautious as possible, but if you are sensitive to things involving abuse and may be triggered, please think twice before listening to our show. Welcome to the Voice of the Victim podcast. My name is Ryan. And I'm Rosie. And today, Rosie is going to be taking the reins of the podcast and talking about a more personal subject and story to herself. So, Rosie, what are we talking about today? Well, Ryan. (laughs) Sorry. I'm not used to being handed the reins. Can you hand them to me, please? Give Give them to me. Thank you. There we go. Yep. Okay. Well, it's come to my attention that we all really need to sit down and take a breather. You know what I mean? There's a lot been going on for everybody. This is a busy month for people. It's a sad month, too. It's dark and dreary. It's snowy. You know what I'm saying? I do. And it's really hard for me just to sit down and write outlines. I get really distracted and I get really caught up with things like my job and you, and my house, and all that junk. Yeah, I've noticed that um, you really need to be passionate about what you're writing about to do it. You know, like, when you're writing, it's something you're really passionate about. Mm-hmm. And it's that makes it better, I think. Thank you. Not saying I'm not passionate about the topics we talk about. Well, yeah, but you're not doing it out of duty. You're doing it out of passion. Like, since we have a weekly release date, you know, sometimes when I'm putting together outlines, mm-hmm. it is more so out of duty. And then the recording part is more passion. But, you know, when you write an outline, it's total from the heart. Mine, yeah, I guess mine aren't quite heartfelt. And this one's very heartfelt. <laughs> A lot of emotions here. And I'm going to say I wrote this um, right after my heartfelt burst of emotions. Yeah. And it is based on yesterday. And yesterday was like four weeks ago. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. So I'm not quite as um, vivacious about it because I've calmed down a bit. That's a good word, vivacious. But four weeks ago, something really interesting happened. And after having a good cry over it and processing and over-processing and even feeling a little nauseous to the point of almost vomiting, I thought to myself, Rosie, this... Isn't a great idea for the podcast, but I think it's a necessary one for the fellow survivors of abuse, no matter what that abuse is, those fellow survivors that are listening right now. Well, and I think it's important because these are valid feelings, real feelings that you had, so why not talk about them? Thank you. So, my question for the day to all of our listeners, to you, is how are you? How are you doing? You know, we've gotten so many emails and comments and direct messages, Facebook messages from you, our listeners, 
And so many of you are victims, survivors, and people who have just had hard times in general. And it just feels like we as a whole, we try so hard to be okay. When someone asks you how you're doing, I always look at it as you're saying, A, pretty good, or B, I'm doing okay. Do you feel that way, Ryan? I do. It's kind of a default, like, I don't really want to get into it right now with you type of response. Because no one really, well, some people might, but most people don't say how they're really feeling when someone just asks them, how are you? Exactly. Because no matter who I ask, those are the two answers that I get from people. And I want to ask this question, why is it so hard for us to be honest with those around us that we aren't doing okay today? Are we not allowed to feel down or just admit that we're feeling sad? You know what? This reminds me of 21 Pilots. <laughs> like, especially the Vessel album. Thank you. I'll take that as a heartfelt compliment from you. It is. <laughs> I want to talk about why are we so obsessed with, quote, not being broken and being a survivor and never a victim. I see that more and more on Facebook and Instagram. People seem to tie shame with being a victim, and it infuriates me. Can someone not both be a victim and a survivor at the same time? Yeah, this actually came into my head I was listening, I can't remember what I was researching, but I was watching a video about someone who had suffered through abuse, and they always use the term, they lost their innocence. Mm -hmm. And that's something that drives me crazy, because they don't actually, they're still innocent. They're not losing their innocence from what's happening to them. They're just being victimized, and it's out of their control. Yeah. And so, stop using that term. <laughs> and. Can someone not live a full and happy life while still being somewhat broken? Another question that I want answered. So let me clue you in on what happened now four weeks ago or so. Probably not that long ago. And I want to show you why this bothered me so much and also why it got me a little hyped up and fiery. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go back in time in the time machine. Ian. <laughs> 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 yep, that's my time machine. So, Ryan and I were at some friend's house for dinner, and we were with another couple and another friend. Somehow, after we were eating and we had, you know, we're hanging out, we're talking as a group, the topic of rape was brought up. Few adult drinks were involved. Yeah, but not too many. No. So, it wasn't a big deal at first, and I could already tell that topic of rapes up i'm shrinking back a little and then the would you rather question came up Oof. it was this would you rather be falsely accused of a rape you didn't commit and be in prison with everybody thinking that you did it or would you rather be violently raped yep that was our dinner talk let me just After say talk right offhand mm -hmm. this is a terrible question it's super inappropriate but we started talking about it anyways and I don't fault the person because they didn't know what they were talking about either. Mm -hmm. And I'm not mad at them. Well, yeah, it, it is a really heavy question to think about. but mm -hmm. Not really, like, let's talk about it as a fun group talk. Well, <laughs> can I say what my immediate answer was? I don't even remember, so yeah. It was, 
how the heck do I know? I haven't experienced either one, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I'm not qualified to comment on that. Like, how could you ever know without experiencing it yourself? Right. But anyway, that was just my first response. I like your response. I'm a pretty laid-back person, or at least I like to think that I am. So I just kind of hung back while this conversation was going on, but I was listening very intently to what everybody was saying. All of my friends were completely unaware that this conversation would hurt my feelings. In fact, I don't think a few of them were even aware of my past, or at least they completely forgot. Yeah, I don't, I don't think they were, because they didn't know you that well back then. True. They started talking about how they would come out of a rape victoriously, and if media contacted them, they would ream out their abuser on the air. Also, how they would fight back and cause some harm to their abuser. Okay, so at this point, I'm, my heart's beating way too fast. My palms are literally sweaty and cold, and I'm starting to feel like a caged animal, and I need to get out. And it was visible, like you, there was a visible shift, and you were having a good time, you were, you know, because you're a fun person to hang out with. You're very you're very much a spitfire and you know, there was a visible shift where you suddenly shrunk back into your shell and you know, mm-hmm. because it was it's a very extreme change from what you usually are to what you are when you feel you know. Mm-hmm. And this. I wasn't even trying to do that. But that's just how it happens, you know? Well, yeah, you can't help it when something like this I mean, I know this is probably an overused word, but it you were triggered, you know? Exactly. Well, one of my friends leans towards me and when everyone's starting to play a game and she whispers, are you okay? Get out of your funk. <laughs> okay. I'm done at this point. Ryan and I are heading out for the night. We get into the car. Everyone's like, oh, why are you leaving? The snap out of it trope. The snap out of it method didn't work. (laughs) We get into the car and I ball all the way home. So, why am I telling you this? Well, there's a few things that I want to talk about that made this conversation so important to me. First, this evening did not physically hurt me. Nobody hit me. But as we pulled out of the driveway, I felt like I was ran over by a bus. Nobody was trying to attack me or hurt my feelings, but I felt slightly betrayed by what I was hearing. These people, though they have their own stories and pain, don't know what it's like to go through a rape statutory or violent. This was such a hypothetical hypothetical conversation, but I realized that my peers really did believe that getting back on your feet after this kind of abuse was not only expected, but somewhat easy and movie-like. The word victorious came up so many times. These people, though they have their own stories, their own pain, their own life, they don't know what it's like to go through a rape, statutory or violent. This was such a hypothetical conversation, but at the time I realized that my peers really did believe that getting back on your feet after this kind of abuse was not only expected, but somewhat easy and movie-like. Thanks, Lifetime. (laughs) The word victorious came up so many times during this conversation. They had these assumptions as if playing it out in their head was practically the same thing as going through it. Now, don't get me wrong. I love my friends, and I know that they honestly were not trying to make it 
<laughs> make it on an episode of Voice of the Victim. Yeah. Well, and they didn't have any malicious intent. No. And we can't fault them. It's just ignorance. It's not anything malicious. You know? Exactly. But I couldn't help but realize, like you said, how ignorant they were being about it. Well, and I, I just want to point out, too, that it's they're not you know, being ignorant, they just are ignorant. They don't know. It's not like they're actively trying to be ignorant. So I realize that people who go through abuse don't want to be seen as weak or broken. But let's not kid ourselves. Getting to a stable point in life after going through abuse is by no means glamorous. And it's definitely not easy or swift. I would like to hope that people can grasp that. Also, I would like to point out that abuse, rape, molestation, incest, all of this is disgusting and as terrible as it gets. And I hope that every human can sympathize with someone who has gone through that. However, the frustrating aspect of abuse that I want to focus on today is that it's okay not to be okay. I feel like this is a really simple concept to grasp, but I also feel like it's really hard for people to choke down. I mean, just think about it. We as a people are so focused on others thinking we're okay. Why? Even if it means pretending to smile and fake it. It's so important for a survivor to only be a survivor and never a victim. But why? Now, I'd like to tell you something. I'd like all of my listeners to hear that it's okay to have a bad day. It's okay to be broken and yet still be strong enough to live a happy and fulfilling life. And you know what else? You can still be a victim. You can live your best life and still be a victim of abuse, whatever that abuse may be and however terrible it was. I'm getting really sick and tired of having to comply with other people's needs for me to be this big and mighty woman warrior of abuse. Why should we be forced to be labeled as this glorious, quote, victorious survivor? I made it. I have a job. I have a husband. I have a car. I've got pets and hobbies, and I'm doing well. And obviously, I survived. I mean, I had to. We all had to. We are all survivors. That goes without saying. But I want people to know that I'm a victim, too. I'm so sick of that being a thumbs-down title. Why does the word victim have to have such a stench to it? It's almost like a sickness that no one wants to admit that they've ever had or have. I mean, seriously, I'll scream it from the rooftops if it helps other people realize that it's okay. It's okay to be a victim. It's our scars and our broken pieces that make us all individually beautiful, and it's because of being a victim that you're understanding other people's pain. <sighs> so after that rant, I want to get into something I learned, and it's called kintsugi. And I know that Ryan also really enjoys kintsugi because he knows it from... Death Cab for Cutie. <laughs> One of our favorite bands had an album called Kintsugi. Before we move on to that, though, I have chills from what you just said. Oh, thanks. I was like, like, I obviously can't really speak about it. I don't, you know, I don't have the same experience you do, but I do feel like I've just been like, you know, put in my place. <laughs> do you? <laughs> like, like a brick of knowledge was just dropped on me, and I have a new understanding. Well, do you know what I mean? I just, everybody's so concerned 
about being a warrior and a social justice fighter and a this and a that. And no one can just have a bad day. And well, it's yeah. getting really old. <laughs> like, it's great. Yeah, I'll call myself a woman warrior when I want to, but I don't have to be this big, strong success story all the time. Mm -hmm. And it's your right to feel and do whatever you want, you know? Exactly. No one should impose anything on other people. We're all in this together, and we all have the right to feel and do what we want. Mm-hmm. So, Kintsuki. It's the art of precious scars. That's literally what the definition is. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. Kin means literally golden, and Tsuki means and repair. I want people to know that you are broken, and because of it, you are more beautiful. Now, this is from the Kintsugi website that I found, and it's not word for word. Obviously, I try not to copyright. But mm -hmm. this is what Kintsugi means. By repairing broken ceramics, it's possible to give a new lease of life to that vessel thanks to its scars. The Japanese art of Kintsugi teaches that broken objects are not something to hide, but to display with pride. I found this word, obviously, like I said before, from the Death Cap for Cutie album entitled Kintsugi. And after I realized that it was more than just a cool name for an album, I looked more into this tradition. Although it's a beautiful form of art, it really applies to people. So when a precious vase or a bowl or whatever it falls and it breaks into pieces, some people are going to get angry and they're just going to sweep it up and throw it away and replace it. But with Kintsugi, the item is not only fixed, it becomes more valuable and more treasured. Isn't that just beautiful? It is. It's really, like, perfectly illustrates the situation, I think. Right. Let me explain my translation of Kintsugi using the listener as an example. You, our listener, is a precious top-shelf glass vase. Some jerk takes you from your shelf and they slam you to the floor. You're broken. You're shattered. And before anybody can help you, you need to make a huge decision. Are you going to let yourself be thrown away and replaced? Now, to me, this means just cover it up, sweep up the pieces and get rid of them. Pretend it never happened and let yourself now be a cheap new vase. Or are you going to commit? Are you going to pick up your pieces? And even though it's harder work, it's tough work, are you going to be put back together? Being put back together, relearning a new normal. It's a huge commitment. One can say, it's a lot easier just replacing you. It's faster and more convenient. It's easier to shove your emotions under the rug, put your feelings in a shoebox, get a new haircut, buy new clothes, force the past out of your mind. But what if you didn't do those things? What if you just stayed hurting, stayed broken? There is nothing wrong with sitting in your pain and feeling your emotions. What happened to you is wrong. It hurt. And why does society want us to hurry up and be pretty good so fast? I want you to give yourself time. Wallow and weep. I know, it just it sounds pathetic, but why can't we just let ourselves have some time? Time to really be sad and needy and get it out. 
Don't hold it in. Shake the rug instead of pushing all the dirt and dust under it. Get it out. I think it's so crucial to be getting better, to heal. Get it out. You're hurting, so let yourself hurt. Surround yourself with people that you love and let them surround you with love in return. Wow. (laughs) The process of Kintsugi does not need to be put on your shoulders alone. Putting yourself back together takes hard work, and I think it's important to realize that it's going to take the help of others as well. And like Kintsugi, this process is going to take time. It's going to take a lot of time, and that's a hard thing to come to grips with. But there's no cure-all overnight drug that's going to fix your hurt. You know, Ryan, we live in such a fast-paced world, and we can't expect our minds and our bodies to be whipped back into shape as fast as others can expect. Mm-hmm. I just want my friends, our listeners, not to subject yourself to these ignorant people's expectations that they've already made for you. Um, while writing this outline, it did make me go back into my past a bit. And I did have a little flashback. I remembered crying to my mom. Weeks after my own tragedy, I was crying to her. And I was asking my mom when my heart would stop aching. Literally. When was I going to feel better? Why wasn't time moving fast enough? I remember my mom holding my hands and telling me how week by week and month by month it was going to feel better. In a couple of weeks from now, you're going to look back and say, wow, I made it this far, she said. And then she would say, in a couple of months from now, you're going to look back and say, I even made it longer this time. I think that all of our listeners have to give themselves a little slack and think back to when it happened and just say, I did it. I made it this far. Let's see if I can make it another week, another month. While working on your kintsugi, it's not going to be easy, and you may get a few cuts or bruises along the way. I mean, you may even mess up and re-crack in a few spots, or your whole vase might shatter again. But in addition to needing more time and mourning, you're going to need help. Help is a hard word. It's hard to ask for. People say, let me know if you need help. We never let those people know that we need help. We don't want to admit that we need it, but we do. We need help from doctors. We need help from counselors, therapists, family, friends, maybe even a support animal. Being open and honest and not suppressing your feelings about what will happen and what happened to you will also help you immensely. I still struggle with this every day. It's hard to tell people, hey, you don't know what I personally went through, so please stop. It's hard to ask for help, too. (laughs) It's hard to stick up for yourself and not downplay the situation that you're feeling uncomfortable in. But in the long run, it's going to help you. And I believe that you deserve it to yourself to ask for the help that you need. The traditional Japanese art of kintsugi uses a precious metal. It's literally liquid gold or similar to bring together the broken pieces of pottery and at the same time enhance the breaks. Every repaired piece is unique because of the randomness in which this ceramic was shattered. The irregular breaking patterns that have formed have been enhanced with the use of liquid gold. Each piece has its own story. 
and beauty thanks to the unique cracked cracks formed when it broke. And as if they were wounds, they leave different marks on each of us. Wow. Um, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> I think it speaks for itself. That's a lot to take in. I love Kintsugi. I'd like to try to make my own sometime. <laughs> Real with ceramics. <laughs> Not that with would be a person. Cool. <laughs> wow. Okay, so you're gravely hurt, abused, raped, molested, whatever the case may be. And you've decided that instead of giving up or hiding, that you're going to try the Kintsugi method. You've given yourself the time that you've rightfully deserved and needed to grieve and process what's happened. You've gathered up your broken pieces and bits. Next, you've worked on putting them back together, but not completely on your own. You've had a supportive group of friends and family help along the way, as well as gotten the help that you've needed, whether it be for medication, doctors, therapy, or a counselor, therapist, books, art, or music. Maybe you've tripped up a couple of times, you've had a few bad days, you've gotten a little scraped up in the process of gluing your pieces together, but because of all of your hard work, the end result is absolutely beautiful. Your foundation is still the same. You are still that original vase, but now you're enhanced. Your scars and broken bits have been put back together with liquid gold. You have survived and it wasn't easy. It's not glorious and poetic like people want to think. It's hard and dirty and sometimes you want to give up, but you didn't give up. Now, you've transformed yourself into Kintsugi. This is really, it's such a good illustration. And I mean, obviously we're not saying that it's a good thing that trauma has happened to you, but like in this illustration, when a vase gets picked up off the shelf and thrown at the floor, mm -hmm. the vase has no control over whether that happens. Right. But, you know, making the choice to move on and to heal, help heal yourself and give yourself that time to heal and process, that, I mean, I don't even know what I'm talking about, really, but... <laughs> But we're just saying that we're not saying it's a good thing. No. We're saying that that there is a path where you can end up stronger in the end. Exactly. That's exactly what I want our listeners to know. I want to, them to know that from what I've translated from Kintsuki, you can take the past, no matter how horrific it is, and you can successfully turn it into something that's at least okay. Yeah. You can be okay in the end. Now, I'm not going to pretend that I don't struggle from day to day. And I'm not going to lie and say that I'm some victorious survivor. But I am Kintsuki, and sometimes a piece recracks, and I find myself regluing here and there. That I was a victim. I am a victim. But I'm more than that. I'm stronger and more beautiful for my rough edges and liquid gold glued together pieces. <sighs> That's amazing. And, of course, we're not dogmatic about anything. Everyone is different, and everyone has their own experiences. This is Rosie's personal feelings, 
her personal story, her personal method. We're not imposing that on anyone or saying that you're that you must use this method or you must do it. This is just Rosie sharing her own experiences. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everyone needs to find their own path, but hopefully this can be inspiring to some people. Right. And I don't, I just don't believe that personally, I don't believe that we're ever 100% completely recovered from our wounds. I mean, yeah, obviously we've healed but there's always that scar that occasionally reminds us of what happened, right? Whether it be a smell or a sound or something that we see or something that somebody does, we can be brought right back to what happened to us. But I think that it's okay. It keeps us humble and more compassionate to other people and what they're going through. And I really feel like all survivors, all victims, everybody who's gone through something traumatic in their life, what they get in return is compassion. And compassion is a great gift, and not everybody has it. So use your compassion for good. You have a lot to offer someone else who isn't as strong as you yet. Be compassionate towards these people. <laughs> wow. And that's my rant. <laughs> that, personally, I feel like this is better than anything i've ever written that's really sweet of because you. it's you say that <laughs> like it's so real and from the heart and you literally wrote this while you were in this place of you know literally being triggered back into feeling what you felt when you were going through trauma yeah and, i just i guess i'm gonna just kind of say the same thing over and over again where it, i just feel so strongly with with being okay with not having a good day and this what happened a couple of weeks ago with this situation like i said before like nothing really happened i didn't get hit or cut or hurt but it really brought me back to the past it was a really weird thing and i know nobody meant anything by what they were saying mm -hmm. but it was just like a piece of kintsugi where I just like I had to gather myself up and did had to do a little regluing. You know, I even texted my therapist a little bit. I mean, it's just like it's okay. Mm -hmm. And I don't want people to think because a lot of people have emailed me and you and said that they were thankful for my story and stuff. And I don't want people to think like, oh, she's all better now. Cause I'm not. I'm not all better. I mean, I'm mostly better. I'm living my life and I'm not thinking about it all the time. But I still have bad days where I am thinking about it the whole day. Mm -hmm. So my whole point. Well, do you, I have a, pre a question for you. Do you feel because we have this audience now and because we have a lot of people that have really um, been inspired by your story, do you feel like there's this pressure on you that you need to be okay? or um, Me personally, no, because I done a lot of therapy <laughs> so i know i don't have to be okay all the time i just want that's really cool people to know that i'm not i i just want to be transparent i guess because i don't want people to think of me as like this woman warrior of you know this victorious woman warrior i guess because i'm not i'm just a super normal person and a normal girl right that had something bad happen like many of you guys have had something bad happen and I don't want to be put on a pedestal in any way, shape, or form. Wow. So that's where I'm coming from, I guess. 
But that's something we want our listeners to remember is that, you know, we are normal people. We're very, very much normal people. Nothing, uh, you know, we don't want you to look up to us. Yeah. Just that's just, I guess we want you to feel like you're hanging out in our living room while you listen to us. Yeah. There's no strobe lights or fog machines here. It's just like you get what you get. Uh huh. You know what I'm saying when I say that? Yeah. Okay. No flash. Yeah. So no pomp. <laughs> right. Yeah, I just like really feel strongly about all the stuff that I just said, and I hope that everybody gets what I'm saying the right way. <laughs> I didn't, I'm not meaning to offend anybody by what I said. It's just some really strong feelings that I feel. Well, thank you for sharing all that, Rosie, because. I can't imagine opening up the way you just did. Yeah. Well, thank you. I yeah. It I takes just... a lot of courage to be honest about how you're feeling, even though there's a chance that people might, some people might judge you for it. But you know what? Those people don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Not if, to me. If people make you feel bad about your genuine feelings, then they're not important. You know. Yeah. Something. That's good to remember for when you've people in your situation, you know, mm-hmm. don't feel bad about the way ignorant people might make you feel. Yeah. And I guess for people, those select few that have never had anything bad happen and, you know, on the scale of badness, like cut some people slack, you know, like don't stop assuming and making these assumptions for people mm-hmm. because I get that a lot. Like, I look at Facebook, not Facebook, really, but YouTube comments, especially about the statutory teacher situation. Oh, and yeah. And I just saw a YouTube video yesterday about an 18-year-old dating a, a freshly 13-year-old and how she was upset that people were, people were like, it's not a big deal. And she was obviously like, it's not a big deal. And Well, yeah. You know? I even had to take down our photo on instagram of britney zamora you did i didn't know that yeah i took it down because people kept commenting on it about like how hot she was and that like what was gonna happen to her in prison and all this these yeah you know just taking it way out of context and being disgusting about it on our instagram so i just took the picture down because and it's, it's so obvious to me that the people that make these comments are <laughs> have no real idea of what's going on. Well, yeah, and they're just trying to be funny. They're not, like, actually trying to be disgusting, I don't think, but... I don't know. Maybe they are. I don't... Who knows? This world is pretty crazy. Yeah. But I just want people who really don't know what it's like, just don't comment. Just don't. Just don't. Just, like, be a kind to people who have gone through it and realize that maybe you don't know what you'd do if you were raped. Well, yeah. Maybe accept the fact that you don't know what it would be like and to be of, dating someone that was 10 years older than you. You know, yeah. as a kid. Instead of commenting on it, yeah. ask about it. You know, ask, what do you think? Like, don't pretend you know something. Chances are that the people you're talking to about the situation, they have gone through it. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty messed up world we're living in. Just try to well, be nice. What is it like? One out of six people. That is have, even more than that. 
Or I think that's just for males. That was one out of four. I think it is, yeah. So I just really want to reiterate my message of being kind and patient and compassionate towards other people, especially if those people have gone through abuse and yeah. not having these expectations and assumptions that are based on your thoughts and instead of them yeah. and theirs. And I just want to highlight and preview for next week. The case we're talking about really goes well with this because the person we're going to be talking about next week and probably the week after, um, she's really, uh, she's really looked at her, what she's gone through as something that contributed to her growth mm -hmm. and where she's ended up instead of, you know, dwelling on how awful it is. And her story is really inspiring. So we're excited to share that. But, do you have anything else to say before we wrap it up? Just that that person got a one-star review on their book that they wrote. Well, And that yeah. was like, again. Well, 25 one-star <laughs> ratings. Like, the heck? It's like, who doing? does, who rates these stories? Ah, oh, people, I tell you. That's why but I have no, three cats. <laughs> it wasn't a one-star overall. Oh. It was just that 25 people yeah. had given it one star, and it was like, like who does that? This person... Went through so much, and they poured their heart out into these pages, and you're going to rate it one star? Anyway, that's just a pet peeve. So, do you want to move on to the reviews? Yes. Now, you've read a lot in this. Do you want to read a review, or do you want me to read them? You go for it. Okay. Well, the first one is entitled, Lots of Compassion, and it's from Gada Blanca Terra, or Tara? Let us know. Um, it says, well-researched and sincere dialogue focusing on the victims and families' experience. True labor of love from these spouse hosts. In rotation on my many true crime podcasts. Always happy to see another episode drop. Thank you, Tara or Tara I think Tara. in New York. That's because I know a Tara spells it like that. Well, my sister's name's Tara. Your sister spells it wrong. Okay. Your mom spelled it wrong. Anyway, um, thank you. Thank you. Five stars, by the way. Tara, we really Tara. appreciate that. Yes, we really do appreciate your five stars because we got a couple of not so five stars. Yeah, and we never heard what news station. Yeah, what the heck? Mentioned I, us. I super badly want to know. Huh? Maybe they're not uh, listening to our new episodes. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, the next review is called. You are the best. Oh, that's sweet. I can't agree with it, but that's really sweet. It said, yes, that's it. You are the best. Aw, short, From sweet, and to the point. Marushka Campos in the United States. Five stars. That's very nice. I hope I pronounced that right. Marushka. I think you did. Awesome. Well... Please leave us a review if you haven't yourself. We really appreciate that. So this week, we're launching something that's kind of new and exciting. We're trying to think of a way to give our patrons a little something more every week because it's hard to write an extra episode on top of our weekly episodes. So we're going to start covering some select news stories from 
the week every week over on Patreon. So as soon as we're done recording our weekly episode, we're going to jump over to Patreon and talk about some current news. We're going to pick stories we found interesting or relevant to our normal topics and help our patrons stay on top of what's going on. Feel free to send us stories throughout the week that you think we should cover, because that would really help out. Mm -hmm. And you can follow us on Instagram at VOVpodcast, Twitter at VOVpod, or email us at gmail.com or get a sweet shirt from vovpodcast.threadless.com. Yeah, I just did. You just did too. Mm-hmm. And with that said, we're going to jump over to Patreon now and talk about the news of the week. So thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. And get therapy. Bye. <laughs>